Hello, and welcome to a Mind Matters podcast presented by Light for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, why, and how we as a community can make positive changes. The when is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from Graduate Thrivers Pass Cards, Positive Attitude Zone. The card drawn is yellow for forethought, and the question is, what would you do if someone was mean to you? There are times when my emotions get the best of me, but for the most part, I try to understand what the offender's perspective is after stating that I don't appreciate being disrespected. I usually recommend seeking guidance as engaging politely is difficult when managing emotions, but if you feel compassionate, I find stating that I know I am not perfect, but can only grow through understanding, then asking them to help me understand as a friend and not foe works for me. When I can't control my emotions in response to someone being mean, I seek out support from my peers, trying not to insinuate blame while trying to find a plausible and amicable solution. This is season two, The Role We Play, episode 10. Connection is humanity's greatest desire. It is our connection to the world around us and everything within that forms the energy and experiencing life. The physical, mental, and emotional connections we form gives us each a unique perspective to transmit to the cosmic big picture of what life is. Imagine if you would for a moment that you were an immortal that worked in the hall of Akashic Records and you wanted to know what made humans sad. Your screen might have a sad emoji on it, but each pixel you clicked would give you a different perspective of human sadness, where the light ones on the screen would be of growth and the dark zeros would be of being held back by the sadness. However, you are not that immortal. You are the human experiencing that gets to decide if what was experienced will make you grow or hold you in place to learn some more about yourself, forming connections with each experience. Some connections are fleeting, more of an energetic attraction or reaction than a bond, like physical connection. I know many of your minds are jumping right to sex, but pull it way back to your own emotions. A physical connection is made the moment something from the world around you is perceived by your senses and creates a reactionary feeling like fear or intrigue. Your first physical connection to experience might be hair raising or your heart racing. Maybe you started to sweat or breathe quicker. This is one of our basic cognitive processes starting a question for your internal dialogue. Do I stay to experience more so I understand? or move along and try to avoid what I am feeling. Your role is to allow your energy to express authentically, but be okay with taking the physical connection you receive and allowing them to flow naturally, preventing them from triggering you. I find this is where many of my triggers exist because when I react to a physical connection, my mind hyper-diagnoses all of the possibilities on how the situation could play out and the possible perspective of each player present in the moment. This reactive physical connection has led to my odd social anxiety. I like people and enjoy being around them, but I struggle to approach without cause and tend to find ways to occupy myself on my own rather than seek out my peers to form deeper connections. As Dr. Glenn Parker Doyle is quoted saying, 
We are not ourselves when we are triggered. We become who we think we need to be to survive. And when we are constantly being triggered, our identity can start to slip away. Because our personality and values are constantly being hijacked by flight or fight or flight reflexes. Presuming one decides to engage with the experience, for better or worse, then we move into interactive physical connection. The interactive aspect of a physical connection is also an exchange of energy that is felt like the soothing nature of a hug or the combative nature of someone's body language. Physical connection becomes imprinted beyond the initial reaction and thoughts begin to form judgments about what we are experiencing deciding how you should process and act in accordance. These experiences are formed in your day-to-day life with your family, peers, acquaintances, and even the people along your daily route, like the server at your coffee shop. These interactions are the patterns that create our idea of what life is like for us and help us form our identity. Some of these interactions will form positive precedents and others not so much. You may develop racist thoughts after a few negative encounters with a particular race, or you may grow an appreciation for culture after a single visit to a culturally scented community event. Your role is to hygienically process each imprinted physical connection so that you can discover and learn from the experience. It is important to understand in both good and not so good experiences, how we allow that moment to mold who we are and how we interact with the world around us. I have been told I throw my energy and it is felt intensely by others as a happy calming energy wrapped in a lure, which I have a hard time denying. However, I'm still trying to figure out if what I project is my authentic message or if I use my many different smiles to manipulate how others react to me. My traumatic experiences have compounded since I was an infant, so part of me always wants to keep my environment at ease. Another part of me wants to be treasured, so, I worth, so I'm worth protecting and not harming. Then there is the part of me that hides and represses what pains me. And the part of me that wants to protect everyone from having to feel anything negative. I have learned that my smile brings those I need to connect with in for a hug and those I don't need to extend a connection beyond reactionary will just find me pleasant and move along. I am not sure if anyone has taken the time to understand my smile language. I'm still trying to myself. But if you look closely, I have a different smile for happy, excited, nervous, humored, and even defensive to list a few. I imagine if one wants to learn to read it, they could understand my authentic message and maybe help me figure out which smile is the purest. How these connections contribute to the way our mind thinks after each experience depends on the emotion we apply to what is processed when moving it into our memory. Intense physical connection forms when we are drawn to what to want to experience more of that connection, either because we want to learn more about the other or because the other teaches us more about ourselves. It can be a sexually charged partnership, but also a friendship or a familial connection. It is a connection when you just want to be near someone. The sight of them makes you happy. The smell of them brings you comfort. Their touch lifts your spirits 
and the sound of them echoes in your heart. These are connections that lend a hand in informing our personalities because their entanglement in our lives helps us to understand the complexities of life as we weave through an experience with them by our side. They won't all last forever. Some may only be for a short while, but the time spent together is placed with value in the long-term memory. Your role is to make these intense physical connections meaningful and loaded with self-growing lessons formed in each experience you have with them. You might not realize it in the heat of the moment, but looking forward is key. You might be learning tolerance, patience, where your line in the sand is, what you like or don't like when relating to others, what brings you to worry or fear, what brings you happiness and joy. There are so many things you can learn about yourself and the many levels of your purpose and experiences that that moment in life brought your way. Learning who you are and why you think and act the way you do to express yourself authentically and the authentic you will change slightly with each lesson you allow yourself to grow through. Sometimes we connect on a deeper level when you just click with someone and make a mental connection. Mental connections also have levels of impact on forming who we are by influencing and challenging our perspectives about life. We develop an appreciation for the information and perspectives shared when we make a connection. It could be a mentor, as much as it could be a caring and understanding family member. They're kind of your heroes, but with a, with a little less clout. These connections are made with those whose opinions you respect and are involved in your life. Though the social platforms bring our idols to us on overload, there is no connection made without interaction. Your role is to understand what it is about the connection you admire and why, as well as what, about you makes others connect with you out of admiration. I love making these kinds of mental connections and it is usually what intrigues me to extend my experiences with someone beyond a moment or situation. I admire my friend Ellen for her views on the cosmic relevance of humanity fulfilling its purpose through experience. I admire my friend Kristen's for her outlook on life and pure hearted compassion. I admire my friend Penny Lee for her ability to inspire and motivate with her exuberant personality and gift for creating meaningful conversations. And there are so many more people I make made a connection with that I hold dear because of how their mindset entices me to think a little deeper about life. Most mental connections are the opposite being based on debate. These connections make real changes to how the experience or moment is perceived by all involved. There is a freedom in these connections to express thoughts and discuss them from many aspects and effects related to that said thought. By challenging and explaining variants to understanding the information obtained from the moment broadens the allowing for creative, broadens and allows, sorry, for creative problem solving and formation of an amical middle ground that all can grow and move forward in acceptance of. Your role is to realize that there is nothing wrong with a differing opinion and awareness that each opinion has a trueness and unique reasoning for each perceiver. I have been blessed with a very 
open mind, so I tend to conceit and listen without debate to the perspectives and opinions of others. I am not partial to arguing, but I still find conflicting connections exhilarating because they help me understand where my opinions come from and what truth they hold for me should I not be in acceptance of what the others present as their fact. This brings me to the next level of mental connection, being inspirational. This kind of mental connection can be found all around you, but is very special when formed. An inspirational connection is more than being inspired to follow a direction by someone. It is a nurturing that helps guide and mold someone's way of thinking about the world. For many, this connection comes from a teacher that just gets how to send to seed information so your mind is engaged in accumulating understanding. Inspirational connections amplify your inner light so you can see it with such a brilliance you want to hold it up and shine the light all around you so you can feed that flame with even more experiences and understanding. Your role is to see the authentic way of connecting with yourself and all around you so there is an abundance of nurturing minds showing humanity the heavenly nature of earthly life. When we are inspired, we see life in a different way. One that shows the joy in the trivial and the question in the problem. The most impactful inspirational connection I had was a blessing I could never express enough gratitude for. My father was so much more than a parent to me because he saw how my mind operated and worked with it to show me the world was so beautifully complicated and how to grow from hard times, to see life as emotionally poetic art. As Robert T. Kiyosaki would say, learn to use your emotions to think and not think with your emotions. Emotional connections are what make you immortal. It is where the thought or memory of you is entangled in another's memory through many fingerprints, positive and negative, that helps form who they are. Each type of emotional connection influences you to discover yourself and understanding your emotions by unlocking your thoughts to see the authentic message behind them. Familial emotional connections are a messy place for all of us. It is trauma laced in growth wrapped in comfort atop a bed of worry that connect us beyond time and place. These connections matter a great deal to our inner thoughts conjuring up all kinds of feelings when judging how we should interact with the moment. Even as a grown person, the voice of your parents rings in your inner thoughts. Hopefully it's saying, you got this. But generational trauma studies say more relatable example would be how to remake every action to prove our parents wrong, that we are not good for nothing. Our role in life is best outlined in a quote by Adam Grant. Too many people spend their lives being beautiful descendants instead of good ancestors. The responsibility of each generation is not to please their predecessors. It is to improve things for their offspring. It is more important to make your children proud than your parents proud. Asking yourself, are you a good descendant? We also have the role of setting a good example of emotional hygiene, parent or not. It takes a village to raise a child. And we all make an impact in their molding. I had two very different parents, 
and a plethora of familial emotional connections, both good and bad. My mother, a narcissist, but she taught me so much. Of course, many of our interactions caused me strife as I was growing up and she was the reason I chose independence so early, sacrificing so much of my potential. She taught me how strong I was when being battered down. She taught me to see love where it's hard to see or understand. And she taught me how to accomplish a full day's list of scurrying about like Cinderella. My father, whom I had a strong mental connection with, also formed a lot of who I am through his protective emotional connection to me. While he was encouraging me to see more of the world than what is presented, <clears throat> he couldn't handle seeing his precious daughter hurt as I had been from such a young age. So he placed a rose-colored dome around my life, preventing me from seeing the life of shadows beyond its walls. I eventually busted out of my dome and discovered the world with unquenchable fire, but a detriment to my relationship with my father, which only recovered months before he became an angel. My connection with him was so strong, it lasts still decades beyond the grave. I hear him when I make choices. I feel him when I need fatherly love and guidance, and I remember his guidance as I raise my children. My siblings are only half, but their pain from our father's divorce from their mom was always shared with me in a way that kept a void between us and gave me much of the painful lessons that transformed me into the wonderful person I am today. Social emotional connections are linked by a common thread of experience, shared trauma or achievement. We often fade away from these connections over time, but the impact of the moment that formed the connection stays with you as part of your character. This might be a club you were in as a child, teammates you won a big game with, teenaged friends you explored your wild side with. It could be a group you bonded with while discussing a shared trauma you all overcame, or your coworker you worked with for years and have coffee with every day. Your role is to make the most out of every moment, allowing it to bring you joy to the experience so that all you encounter with regularity remembers you fondly when you are not around, looking forward to the next time they see you. There have been three impactful social-emotional connections in my life, those I made in dance, girl guides, and with Light for Change. I traveled all around the world with my competitive dance troops, winning plenty, but also experiencing responsibility as a representative to my nation and dedication to training daily. Guiding also brought me on many worldly adventures, but my time at camp formed some of my best memories and taught me so many skills. Spending summers away with those girls will always be a treasured part in the making of who I am today. Life for Change was a much needed connection to my community. The passing of my son, Alexandre, brought them all to my doorstep and showed me that we were seen and loved. I have never felt more accepted and understood than when they came together to hold me up while I wept in devastation and they still pushed me to keep sharing and growing to this day. With shy of 200 of us shining our lights every day, personal emotion connections are deep and find ways to, of making the world seem bigger and more inviting. 
To quote Russell Brand, eventually you find a spiritual and emotional connection to someone that unifies you with everything else. If you love one person, it makes you love everyone. This do love doesn't always last forever, but once you have it, you know it is possible and want everyone to know there is such a thing that is magnific magnificent as love to desire. Love is the strongest personal emotional connection from puppy-like to aged in intimacy, but it is not as limiting and pigeonholed into marriage and sexual partnership. You can have intense love for a friend as well. Poets and songwriters have been trying to explain the tumultuous power of wielded by love. There are so many nuances. Not everyone has that person they feel completely safe being their we weird, unique self around, even if they have deep connection to someone. But when you have that someone, they are impossible to let go of, and there is little they that can stop you from finding a way to be around them, even if it means sacrificing. Your role is to express gratitude for this type of connection when it forms and blossoms through each transformation together. I've made many personal connections from which I discovered who I was, but I still struggle to feel connected in this way. I have a hard time keep keeping people in my life as I tr transform from each lesson. My husband is the closest I have come now in 14 years of love, holding each other up through thick and thin. I still worry every day that my zest to explore and experience the emotions that come my way will cause us to drift apart. So I often find myself weighing the odds, asking if what I have is enough or if I must satisfy the need for more as the moment arises. According to Brené, Brown, laughter, song, and dance create emotional and spiritual connections. They remind us of the one thing that truly matters when we are searching for comfort, celebration, inspiration, or healing. We are not alone. <clears throat> there are infinite, infinite opportunities to make connections, and equally as many ways these connections will impact how your mind develops in its own unique perspective and understanding of life. It is important to explore each of these connections on every level, reflecting on how your mind processes it. You experience more to transform with a breadth of variety. Perhaps finding the unicorn, a connection that is physical, mental, and emotional in every interaction becomes more accessible when we open our range of connection possibilities and what they teach us. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. Think about what connection means to you. Do you expect to have a single person who serendipitously connects with you on all three levels of your triparted self? Do you find you connect with different entities on different levels? Finally, which of your three parts, physical, mental, and emotional, do you feel seeks meaningful connection and which is never satisfied? I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the Positive Attitude Zone, Pass Cards for short. This question will be the opening question for next episode. The card drawn is yellow for forethought. And the question is, if your friends described you, what would you hope they would say? 
Well, you, we will get to that next week, but in the meantime, you can get your past cards, Positive Attitude Zone, at Graduate Thrivers. That's spelled capital G, small r-a-d, capital U, small i-t, capital T, small h-r-i-b-e-r-s, dot com. Stay wonderful, wholesome, happy, open-minded, and natural, smiling as much as you can. Take care until we talk again. This has been Heidi Hardy on a Mind Matters podcast created by Light for Change.